Welcome to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm joining each program in the studio with my friend, Emily Jaminette. This is a show to help you be inspired by our Catholic faith, live out the gospel message, and deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope this show provides an uplifting 30 minutes to refresh your soul and strengthen your faith. As it was born out of our friendship, we hope it encourages you to deepen and develop spiritual friendships with your sister in Christ. Well, hello, Emily. Hello. It is so great to be here in the studio as we continue our amazing conference series. And today we have an awesome surprise to share with everyone because we are so honored that this year at the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, we will be joined by staff from the National Center for Padre Pio, and they will be bringing first-class relics of Padre Pio for us to have for veneration during the conference. And this is such a gift and such a blessing. And even more so today, we are blessed to have Vera Calandra, who is at the National Center for Padre Pio, who received a miraculous healing after meeting and being blessed by Padre Pio. Um, I'm very, very excited. I said, this is like the you know, can the conference accomplish more? Yes, it can. It's like we the cherry just, on yeah, top of the just, whipped cream. Yes, on, top. on top of the ice cream, on top of the, the banana split. I mean, who would have ever thought, except for the Lord, doesn't the Lord always outdo? He always can outdo himself. I mean, our expectations. And I, I'm just so excited to think that we'll have the relics of a saint at the convention center <laughs> and such an amazing saint that many people know about, but not, not everyone may, or they may be just familiar with the name or a few sayings. So we are excited to learn a little bit more about Padre Pio and um, hear from Vera today. So welcome Vera Calandra to inspired by faith. Good. Hello ladies. Thank you for having me. We are so blessed to have you. And so Vera, can you take us just, you know, kind of back to the beginning and share a little bit about yourself and, and your faith journey? Sure. Um, I am the fifth of six children of the Calandra family, and when I was born, I was born with, as they call them, urinary tract defects, which in, involved having to have my bladder removed. And back then, it was at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, where uh, where we live here in Pennsylvania, and the doctors especially, well, it was Dr. Coop at the time, who was in charge of the children's hospital of the uh, that department, basically told my parents that there is no hope for her. You have to call your undertaker and prepare to say goodbye to your daughter. I was around two and a half at that time, and my parents were hardworking, you know, just a regular Italian family, raising their children back where we're originally from in Norristown, we're now located in Bartow, but at that time we were in Narstown. <clears throat> and so my parents, well, my mother was not real happy with that with that answer, as you would say. And she was given a book on Padre Pio shortly before, before I was born, so before 66. And again, like I said, this was 1968. And their prayers were very strong, very fervent in Philadelphia. We had a few shrines. We'll have a few shrines, Miraculous Metal, uh, St. Jude, St. Rita's. And, of course, when you're, you're desperate and you're fighting for your child's life, you know, you hit all those shrines and you say all the prayers. And my mother was from a big family. And everyone, of course, was praying and hoping, you know, for the best, for the best outcome for this. 
And then she, she remembered that someone had given her a book on Padre Pio. And she didn't need it at the time. Padre Pio usually comes into your life when you need him, but you don't know that you need him. It usually is in, in God's time when people turn to Padre Pio. He's usually like the, not the, like the, you know, the last ditch saint, but so to speak, the one who, he, he's just there when you need him. It's very hard to explain. Like I said, you don't know that you need him when you do need him. So she decided to, to read the book on Padre Pio. And as she started reading, she felt this strong uh, presence, a presence, well, not a physical presence, but a like a smell, an odor around her head. But it was quite pleasant. And she didn't know what it meant because she you know, had only read a little bit of, of the book. And during that time, she asked Padre Pio, what do you want? She felt like she was being directed to him. And that's when she heard a sound, or she called it a locution in her head, of a voice calling her. Bring your little girl to me quickly in Italy and do not delay. And with that, she spoke with my father and... We, they actually just had a newborn at the time, 1968. She was two weeks old, my sister Christina. And she told my, my father, you know, I don't know what this means, but I'm being called. I'm being called to Italy. So within a week or so of getting a passport, making flight arrangements and so on, um, she found herself standing in the middle of the Rome airport not knowing what to do. There was no further directions. All she knew is she had to get over to San Giovanni Rotundo. And again, you don't know that Padre Pio is with you, but he makes you very, he makes your journey question your faith. But he, every, every roadblock that she hit, she found an answer. Something happened that was so beautiful to her that out of nowhere, they, they got a car to go. And then they got from the, the airport with the car to the train station. And back then, in the 60s, it wasn't, you know, like our trains of today, you know, two hours to get to New York or three hours. It was a grueling, in the heat of the summer, six-and-a-half to seven-hour, eight-hour train ride to San Giovanni Rotundo. Well, of course, the, bring, the train didn't bring them right to San Giovanni. It brought them to the town of Foggia, and at Foggia, it was, now, how do I get to San Giovanni from Foggia? And let me mind you, remind you that at that time, there, as she put that there were no, you know, um, no pampers, so it was all cloth diapers, <laughs> 11 suitcases full of clothing and diapers, and she had to get that with an, an infant, a two-week-old a two-and-a-half-year-old, and herself up to, the, up to San Giovanni Rotundo. And again, something else beautiful happened that another car became available, a taxi. And she got to San Giovanni Rotundo, and it dropped her in front of the church, in front of Padre Pio's church. And she felt that she was just going to go right in and have this meeting with Padre Pio, who called her here, that like like he was waiting for her. He was waiting just for her 
to have this meeting with him. But, of course, that's not the way it worked out. It was, you know, in the evening, and she was told, you have to come back tomorrow to see Padre Pio. You come to the very early morning mass. Padre Pio's mass was about 5 o'clock in the morning. So she had to then find herself a place to sleep. And, of course, that was difficult, but it all, it all simply just came together. The next morning, she was at the church at 5 a.m., and Padre Pio's mass, as they say, could have gone on for two to three hours in the mornings. It's, people didn't even realize that it was that long when they were there with Padre Pio. She was told then to, after the mass, then to go into, it was like a corridor of the original Our Lady of Grace Chapel, this small church where Padre Pio did most of his masses before the larger church was built. And with herself, myself, the infant, and actually my brother was on that trip as well, just said to go wait in the corridor, kneel down, and Padre Pio will come through. And with that, Padre Pio then you saw, a, as she called him, a very, very old man in a wheelchair. And it's not what she was expecting at all. And he went through, pushed through the, the, the corridor of people with, both, with people on both sides. And he just briefly looked at her. And kept going. And with that, she, as she put it, she was not happy. You called me here across the ocean, a dying daughter with no bladder, a newborn baby. What do you want of me? You called me here just to, to look at me, and then you just keep going? She went back up to the friary, and she saw the the little friar, they call him, um, his name was Fra Modestino, and she said, he said, what can I do? I want to see Padre Pio again. I need to speak with him. He called me here. He must have something he wants to say to me. And again, she was told to get her ticket because Padre Pio's masses were a lottery. That's how full the church was, that if your ticket wasn't called, you could not then get into the church. She was up bright and early the next morning, went to the church, and she was in the last pew of a jam-packed church, again, for another two to three to four-hour mass. Again, back into the corridor, and this time she said she's going to make sure that she sees him and that she stops him. And, you know, this was everything that was going through her mind. You called me here. What do you want? You must have something you want to say to me. Back into the corridor, again, comes Padre Pio being pushed in the wheelchair, and this time the wheelchair stops. And she's on her knees. I'm standing. She's holding Christine and my brother standing there. And she's thinking she's just going to, to kind of just like let loose, say everything that's been on her mind. And she said, and it's, it's such an emotional moment because then you could see what brought her there was just for this meeting. He made her trip difficult for this moment. And when the wheelchair stopped in front of us, 
He looked at her. He looked at us. He blessed me. He blessed Christina, put his hands on our head, and he took his hand and he put it up to my mother's lips, and she was able to kiss the back of his hand. Now, of course, Pedro is known for his stigmata, so he had gloves on to cover the wound. She kissed his hand, and they looked at each other, and as she puts it, their eyes locked, and not a word would pass through her lips. Instead, she spoke to Padre Pio through her heart. Make a miracle so that all will believe. The next morning, headed back to America, she had her visit with Padre Pio. I'm still sick. Christina, at, at this point, Christina's even sick because you got to think back in the 60s, it was don't drink the water in foreign countries. They didn't have bottled water the way, you know, we have here in America now, especially ice, nothing like that. It was more of a very, very primitive um, travel situation and even getting up to San Giovanni Rotondo. Dr. Coop said, Take her. You know, she's your daughter. If she's alive when you come back, bring her in and we'll look. That's all I can tell you. He did not know more. You know, he couldn't, he couldn't diagnose anything more. He knew that the bladder was removed to, as he put it, make me more comfortable. We come home from Italy, and it's like a few weeks later, and my mother hears on the news through a friend that Padre Pio had died, all within weeks of us coming back. We saw Padre Pio on September 1st, 1968. Padre Pio died September 23rd, 1968. She understood then what his urgency was in calling her to go to him. He knew he was going to die, of course. She did not know. A few weeks later, made an appointment to go to the hospital, and at that time had x-rays of the area, and Dr. Coop said, he says, I cannot explain this. These are the before x-rays. These are the after x-rays. And where I removed your daughter's bladder, there is a rudimentary bladder. Take her home. Let her continue to live. Praise God. And that <laughs> is the grace and my mother's promise, make a miracle so that all will believe. In May of 1969, we went back over for a Thanksgiving trip to Padre Pio. Of course, Padre Pio passed away in September of 68. And the friars are like, do you remember you called me the crazy, the crazy American woman? What do you want from us? Padre Pio, millions of people want to see Padre Pio. Why do you think you're the only one who's allowed to see Padre Pio? And, she, and they looked at her and they said, "See, sí, Signore L'Americana, means yes, the American woman. She said, my daughter is here. We are here to thank Padre Pio. And what can we do to make him known? And she made a promise in her heart to make him known. And we are still carrying that promise on. Not many people keep a promise to God. You get your gift, you get your wish, you get your grace. If you go later, you know, you, you say, okay, well, eh, well, maybe God forgot. 
my mother never forgot. She, in my mind, was pro-life. She went to literally another country in search of a grace, in search of a miracle. And I always asked her, I said, Mom, if I didn't live, would you have continued? She said, absolutely. She said that without hesitation. She says, because we were grateful then for the time that we had you. And we're continuing on with her work. It started, like I said, I, I drive the point home that we were not always in Bartow at the facility that we're at now. She started in Thanksgiving getting prayer cards from the friars in Italy and working at her kitchen table. We worked many, many summers, 10, 11 years, summers in San Giovanni, working with the friars that assisted Padre Pio for 10-plus years of his life. That is an absolutely incredible and amazing story, and we are so blessed that you've shared that with us, Vera. Thank you so much for that beautiful journey, and what an amazing, amazing saint. So tell us, so now you do have this center in Pennsylvania, so tell us what you what you have there, and, and how can people learn more and, and, and visit? Yes, um, like I said, we're originally from Norristown, and then we, we moved up here. Norristown's about 40 minutes, Arto, I should say, is about 40 minutes from Norristown. The name is the National Center for Padre Pio. We have had the friars here from San Giovanni. At this time, we have a beautiful spirituality center, and we are coming up on the 25th anniversary, May 2nd, of this year, 2024, is the 25th anniversary of Padre Pio's beatification of when Pope St. John Paul declared him blessed May 2nd of 1999. So the building, the Spirituality Center, and the replica of Our Lady of Grace Chapel, it's also their 25th anniversary. Mom did so much work with the Vatican, with the friars, and for Padre Pio, that she was honored to be asked to represent the U.S. and do the first reading at St. Peter's uh, during Padre Pio's beatification ceremonial mass. Wow, that is so beautiful. Now, so tell us, you have um, relics of Padre Pio there. Tell us, um, you know, what what do you have, and um, have you seen any miracles at your center? Have we seen? Yes, we have. We wish people would be in touch with us more. Well, the first buildings are the buildings that I mentioned, and then the second building, which was blessed and dedicated uh, September 23rd of 2004, is the museum, the St. Pio Museum and Gift Shop. And in the museum, we do have beautiful personal relics of Padre Pio's on display throughout the museum. We have a lot of graces, oh gosh, graces of people that women that couldn't get pregnant, doctors that said that they will never be able to conceive because of, a, you know, a past problem or, you know, a current medical problem, that they come back and they say, I, I'm pregnant and my baby's name is going to be, you know, if it's a boy, they're definitely going to have Pio, and if it's a girl, it's definitely going to have Pia somewhere in her name, the feminine for Pio. For, I mean, people, you know, cancer cures. And there are so many. We're actually collecting them at this time and uh, to make 
how can I say, to make a collection to do like a current, more updated film, if you will, on Padre Pio. The center was featured on Unsolved Mysteries when Robert uh, Stack hosted it, and that really gave us like a lot of exposure, and that was a great, great uh, episode. It's one of Unsolved Mysteries' most requested episodes, and that was in 1994. Wow, that is great. I'll have to watch that, look that up. Uh... And check that out. That is amazing. So I know you're doing some special things this year because of the the um, anniversary mass. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you have planned for this year, 2024, for the anniversary? For the anniversary of the beatification, we have a novena uh, leading up to it, and then we will have the mass on May 2nd. Um, of course, we have a, a nice feast day weekend for Padre Pio. Uh, his feast day is September 23rd. We have various, I don't have the thing in front of me, um, we have various different um, events going on. Uh, next Monday, I believe, we start an event um, for pro-life with three popular saints. So we do. We have Mass every first Saturday dedicated to Our Lady of Fatima because it was Our Lady of Fatima who visited Padre Pio when it was on a tour, and Padre Pio sat at his balcony window and he said, Madonna, you left me. You came, and I was sick, and you are leaving, and you are leaving me sick. And with that, the helicopter pilot had no idea why his plane turned. It was like he was not in control of it. The helicopter turned. Our lady went right in front of Padre Pio, and Padre Pio was cured and then left. And that was the original, original Fatima statue right there in in Fatima, Portugal, that was doing a tour of Europe. So even Padre Pio needed a miracle. Just so exciting to think of all these opportunities. And, I mean, Vera, you're coming to us, huh? You're coming to Columbus, Ohio? We will be, yes. Yes, we will. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, this is exciting. I'm listening to your story. I have tears in my eyes. I need tissues. Everyone is, you know. But, I mean, I'm very touched by your story. And then to think... We get to bring this message uh, to to women, so I'm I'm just really encouraged. Yeah, we're so very thankful that you are, you know, sharing the relics with us. And I know so you were at some other another women's conference, and what it what a gift it is for people to be able to um, venerate the relics. And maybe if someone's not really familiar with doing so, why would you um, venerate a, a relic, or and what can you do when you when you're with with a relic? Well, as the friars taught us, the relics, as they say, any relic, has no special power. It just makes you feel closer to the saint that you're praying to. Uh, There's classes of relics, first, second, and third. Again, this is everything that we had to learn. Um, First is body, second is belonging, third is anything touched to first or second. Mom spoke extensively, actually, with Father Alessio from the very early 70s into the late 80s and even early 90s, going around and speaking on Padre Pio and talking on Padre Pio. So this is not the first time that, you know, that the center has uh, done anything like this. It was done extensively all over, oh gosh, especially in Wisconsin. Um, I was in Wisconsin in October of 2019 doing two two presentations, and it was so cool because 
women came up to me, and they were, oh, my gosh, in their 80s, late 80s, and they said, you know, there was a Vera Calandra here at one time back in the 70s talking about Padre Pio. Did you know her? I said, yes, that would have been my mother. And it was just, you know, like uh, just the connection. It was very real, very, very cool moment. So we hope one day that, you know, that some other people, we get we get visitors. We actually, I took a phone call today, got a carload of a family coming in from Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, on Thursday. And they're coming looking for a grace. That is beautiful. People can go to PadrePio.org, correct? That is the website for the National Center for Padre Pio. They can schedule a visit. They can call for a visit. They can go on pilgrimage there, correct? Yes. Yes, so visit padrepo.org. Um, we stay on top of the emails with questions, the orders, the prayer requests. We have a beautiful outdoor candle garden. People like to that can't visit. They like to um, light candles here. We handle that for them. Yes, the website's very user friendly, and our calendar of events is on the website as well under the visit tab. Well, thank you so much, Vera, for joining us today, for sharing your beautiful story. And we are so looking forward to having the center at the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference this February 17th to have the relics of Padre Pio and for people to get to know the saint even better. So God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow. So amazing. Such a beautiful grace that we are being given. I said, I don't often get emails like this, like, hi, Michelle, can we bring the relics of Padre Pio to your conference? I mean, I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> I can only imagine. And that story, I mean, I was hanging on every aspect, thinking about that mother and traveling with infant and a, a sick two-year-old and another child. I mean, that that was such a gift. And I really feel inspired. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've, I've, I've already received a gift from the conference and it hasn't I haven't even been able to attend yet. Well, we hope you all in, join us on February 17th at the 2024 Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. Um, we will be joined by many beautiful, amazing speakers. We'll have Father John Burns, Father Timothy Anastas, Bishop Broglio, music by Marie Miller, Claire Dwyer, Heather Kim, and of course, have we been talking about the wonderful relics of Padre Pio. So let's close today in prayer, Emily. All right. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. O oh Lord, we ask for a boundless confidence and trust in your divine mercy and the courage to accept the crosses and sufferings which bring immense goodness to our souls and that of the church. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We thank you for joining us on Inspired by Faith. We hope you are blessed and inspired by this episode. To find out more about the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, visit columbuscatholicwomen.com. And to hear more about Emily and my work, be sure to visit inspirethefaith.com.